Lock us in. Load us in. Pop in that A-track. Spin the tape. Here we go. Hey now, everyone. Welcome back to our first post-Star Wars celebration, Chicago 2019. Holy shit, that's a mouthful celebration. We are back. That's right. Nick and I, we survived Star Wars Celebration 2019. It was a fantastic event. I, I, I love Celebration more and more to everyone I go to. And quite frankly, Chicago is... One of my top, if not the top, celebration I've been to. Celebration 2 is always going to be near and dear to my heart because it was the first one I ever went to. It's the first time I ever cosplayed, and it was quite the experience. It was just all so new, but I'll tell you what, man. Chicago was great. Chicago, yeah. I had some bias. I mean, I got in some pretty fantastic panels that I think definitely amplified it, but you know, I got to see you again in person. We got to do our thing in person. Yeah. Uh, I got to see we got to see our intern Ryan in person. It was just it's just a great event to be at if you're a Star Wars fan, especially if you're a Star Wars fan that is tired of hearing all the negative bullshit about Star Wars. This is one place you can honestly go to and you know you're going to be around people that love it as much as you do that aren't focused on nonsense like the SJW stuff, the woman stuff, the people of color stuff. I mean that was evident during the episode nine panel right nick when we gave kelly marie a standing o and then she got a subsequent standing o when she came out on the star wars time or the star wars show i know i'm (laughs) i'm projecting i wish that was you and i on the stage sorry the star wars show people andy and that other dummy i like andy i don't like the guy sorry i can't remember his name but but yeah, exactly because Anthony, he, no Anthony, one cares. Anthony, no, no one gives a fuck about that guy. Andy, we love you. The other guy, sign me up. My beard looks better, anyways, and I don't have to read fucking cue cards to talk about Star Wars. That's right. <laughs> we just have yes, the knowledge I'm, inside of us. Thank you. I am a hater, but I will be because sometimes I don't think people should have the positions they do. Yeah. In Star Wars land. <laughs> anyways, point being. Being at Star Wars Celebration was super refreshing for a Star Wars fanboy like myself. I didn't feel like things were going to hell. I didn't feel like I was around a bunch of angry motherfuckers trying to ruin everything, bitching about The Last Jedi, this, that, and the other thing. So anyways, Nick, let's let's go ahead. I mean, we wanted to do something Tuesday, but quite frankly, we were both fucking beat. Yeah, I, I mean, you had just, just gotten got home. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was still probably hung over from what you fuckers did to me Saturday <laughs> night. Yeah, Matt, so, Matt got heavily drunk on yeah. Saturday night. And also, that led to, if for, for all of you who follow the Star Wars Time Show Instagram page, that led to a video yeah. of me right. being posted as we were at a burlesque show. Without permission, because, <laughs> again, I was just stu- I was I was out of my mind. I mean, I wasn't like a bozo drunk, you know, pissing on myself. Or, or people had to carry me. I just definitely wasn't with it. Yeah, he, I was. I was borderline blacked out there towards the end. Don't really remember much what happened after about one a.m. But whatever. I got up. 
I threw up a few times, and I still made the Mandalorian panel, and it was worth it. I might have felt like shit, but you know what? Sometimes there's things made that can cure that stuff pretty quickly, but I will not speak their name. Yeah. All right, buddy. So, like we said, we, 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 before we get into our typical fandom segment, we want to do kind of a, a top five moments, a, a brief recap of the best things or experiences we had at Star Wars Celebration. So, you know, I threw up some in our Slack chat here. Yep. And uh, I don't know if you agree with some of these. I'm assuming you do because I believe these were the big ones. And the last one, obviously, is a little personal uh, narcissistic. <laughs> yeah, a little personal. But I had to throw it up there. And, and you, you people know I hate myself as an artist. I don't think I deserve anything. So the fact that I'm even willing to say that it was a good moment, is it, it shows some growth, right, Nick? It shows some growth. It's a step in the right direction for sure, right. and I mean, it was. Right. I actually had people come up to me and say, hey, we like what you do, and to me, that honestly is a shock, so I appreciate that. But anyways, let's get down to it. I mean, honestly, Nick, how can we not mention top five moments of Celebration 2019 without talking about the Rise of Skywalker I know. reveals? I mean, like I said, the... the the Rise of Skywalker panel in and of itself had, in my opinion, three top moments. I mean, we got the teaser, the title, and the Palpatine. Yeah, I mean, like you said, those moments are almost separate ones in themselves because as they all came up during the trailer, it was like a whole wave of emotions Jesus. hit you every time, you know? The, the trailer opens. I mean, I was watching it from home. You were home at, from the hotel you were in which the sucks cuz by the way yeah. we haven't i mean we talked about this but if we knew how they were actually going to do security at this event nick should have been at this goddamn yeah, panel yeah i could have got in but you know i'm glad that i was able to get the coverage out i was able to get things up quickly in fact we you took one for the team yeah. and we appreciate it you know it. people most people won't know this but i got my breakdown uh, post up before most of the big outlets. Like I got mine Damn up Skippy. before Nerdist. I got Damn it up Skippy. before like all of these people. I was I was up there very no. Very and you people take note of this shit because you, you guys need to understand. Sometimes these smaller sites like us, we get the stuff done first. The the problem is we're small, so we get buried. We we get no search engine love. So if you are a fan, please bookmark StarWarsTime.net. These types of drops, you're probably going to get a reaction, speculations, whatever, insights first from the little guys like us. Yeah. All right. Know. So, but, I, yeah, it, it was fantastic. I mean, I cried. My eyes started watering up immediately as soon as I saw the Lucasfilm splash. And that was even before Ray showed up on screen. Like, and then from there, it was just a fantastic ride all the way through. I mean, Unreal. It was beautiful. Unreal. It was beautiful. I mean, well, we we've already broke down the trailer. You can check that out. It's one of our. It's one of the episodes in the in the thirties, maybe thirty one, thirty two. I don't know, but we did our whole uh, Rise of Skywalker panel breakdown, trailer speculations, projections, this, that, and the other thing. Another cast. So that, that's not why we're here. But it just it was. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Being there, just a a a magical moment. Top top five, top two Star Wars fan moment. Uh, it just and, and in the end, dude. Just check out my reaction video. I mean, that is all genuine. It's out there on StarWarsTime.net or or on our YouTube channel. That's genuine shit. This is not me filming my face. You can see it. I was filming the trailer, so I'm not like trying to. Oh, look at me! I'm reacting. That is just how I took that trailer in. If you listen to it, you'll understand 
why that was a moment that justifies my Star Wars fandom. That is why I live. That's why I love Star Wars. It's for moments like that. So clearly, Episode Nine panel was huge, Nick. Uh, moving on, we also had other major reveals at the show. And the next one I had here, obviously, it was a big one for us gamers, was the Fallen Order reveal. Yeah, I mean, the Jedi Fallen Order panel was one that we were attempting to go to but like <laughs> we we got there like two hours early and the line was already packed. people it was it was busier than episode nine panel i'm not gonna lie yeah it, that just goes to show you the power of gamers and how starved gamers are for a legit triple a single player narrative focused star wars game i mean those words that you just said is why you know of are course. why we're so excited for this game narrative-focused, single-player Star Wars story game. I mean, this is something that we haven't had in earnest since the first Force Unleashed game. I mean, you had the second one that was kind of a throwaway that really kind of mishmashed a lot of things together. This game is putting us in the shoes of a brand-new character that nobody's ever heard of before. And the thing is, this is how you know that, you know, this is a huge, very successful possibly game changing game i mean this this is happening in the prequel time period and matt is not immediately shitting on it i mean like that is exactly (laughs) i love it and nick's right i mean i obviously have my live action prequel movie hate gimmick okay i'll admit that's one of my go-tos if i want to you know get a little fiery on a cast I don't hate the prequel era. I honestly think it's one of the most interesting eras in Star Wars because it's supposed to tell us how we got to the shit we first fell in love with in the original trilogy, right? I mean, this is why we watched Darth Vader storming through the Tanti Four. Yeah. I don't feel we got that in the movies, but we are getting it now, luckily, through secondary shit, tertiary shit, the Clone Wars. To me, still, that is the definitive prequel era narratives you need to watch you don't need the movies you need the clone wars and we're going to be talking about more clone wars here in a few seconds so yep go with that i do not dislike the prequel era i I enjoy it i think there's great stories to be told i think where this one's taking place is prime for great storytelling because it's post order 66 it's post the uh republic falling the empire is rising Vader is in existence. You got Palpatine. You got the Inquisitors, and now you got this dude. What's his name? Caleb or uh, no. it's Ka- no, not Cal Kestis. Yeah, Cal Kestis. You got Cal here, played by uh, Cameron, Cameron Monaghan from Gotham. I mean, right? It's, who? It's it's going to be great, yeah. man. I mean, unless the gameplay is just terrible, I don't know how this isn't going to be a fantastic Star Wars experience. Yeah, exactly. There's so much to learn here, and this is something that we've known about. You know, this era and this time period is something that we've known about for a long time. I mean, Jedi made it out of Order 66, and that's what this is focusing on. We're probably Cal is probably not going to be the only Jedi that we encounter in this in this video game. Just like in in Force Unleashed, there were you know, rogue Jedi that helped Starkiller along his path. Rom Kodo was uh, the master that he found on that trash planet. And more than likely, Cal is going to link up with some other Jedi in this game to try to survive during this time period. You know, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, do yourself a favor, go watch it. 
Um, there's a lot of interesting themes at play. Oh, you're right. Also- I mean, we, we can't really say that he is the only Jedi left. I mean, clearly yeah. he's not. I mean, Ahsoka existed in this time period. Exactly. So did Caleb Kane. Doom, yep. a.k.a. Kanan, existed. Then Ezra came around. So, I mean, as much as we all want to believe that Order 66 did wipe them all out, it didn't. No, I yeah. Mean, it, it's even... There, the, it, other Jedi have been explored in the in the new Vader comic run too. So, uh, Order Order sixty six was pretty effective, just not that effective. Yeah, it was because it's called it's called narrative convenience, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if we want to write new stories or new video games, we can just say, oh yeah, this person made it out. Yeah. If Order sixty six was was as effective as Palpatine wanted it to be, there would never have been an original trilogy to start with. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Yoda would have been wiped out, OB, later. Game over. It didn't work. Yeah. But, hey, guess what? He's coming back, and that's fucking great. I can't wait to see how that happens. Ah, it's good stuff. All right, next All right. Yeah. Go ahead. We have the Mando reveal. The Mandalorian television show reveal. This was my hangover reveal. Yeah, and this was my... But I'm I'm glad this is the reveal I was at, at least feeling like garbage. Yeah, this was... This was my first, my only lottery panel win that I was able to attend, and this show. And he still got in on my infant pass because yeah, I know. <laughs> there was zero security at Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Yeah, so I I actually got into the Galaxy Overflow stage, and Matt was like, "Hold on, <laughs> I have a child pass that's that yeah. we may be able to use." So uh, of course, and of course, we got in no problem. But um, I mean, this show, this is something that we talked about again in our recap cast for this particular panel. This show, from what we can see and what we learned from John and from Dave, Pablo, uh, from Gina, and can't from fucking wait, Carl. man. Yeah. Can't wait. It's everything that we wanted. You know, the the footage. If you have, if you haven't seen it, it's gonna be hard to find. You can go on YouTube and you can find some grainy cell phone videos. They did not release it outside of the people who were seeing they, it. Yeah, the they stream. really haven't. And I, I'm surprised. I mean, they, they didn't release the, the Clone War shit or the Resistance stuff either. Yeah, so a, a lot of this stuff is super locked down. And, you know, it was, which makes it really special for the people who was there. Like, I, I felt like I got to see right. something that nobody oh, yeah, else dude. experienced. I mean, you, you definitely, by going to Mando, you got way more exclusive looks than Episode Nine. Yeah. Yeah, so I was super happy with it. Um, all the actors seemed very happy to be there, although they so couldn't jazz. say much. Wasn't that, wasn't that the best part, just seeing you know Pedro, Gina, Carl, just seeing how fucking excited they Dude, were? Dude, my, my favorite part of it, it's not even related to Star Wars. It's when Carl came out, Carl Weathers... He came out and yeah, he, did he did the, the Apollo you, Creed. You. He did the. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I love. I mean, like that was awesome. That got me fired up from the moment that you know he walked in. I mean, and yeah, Mando. You know, Nick, when we did our pre-celebration deal, I, I believe we did our rankings of what we think were going to be the best, and I'm pretty sure I said Episode Nine and then Mando, yeah. and that's really how it turned out. That definitely holds uh, true. It, it was great. I mean, the we we got a behind-the-scenes kind of featurette. We got a straight-up fucking scene, basically the first 10 minutes of episode one. Yep. And then we got the, the, the sizzle reel trailer, and it's just, I mean, fuck. I mean, the practical effects John went with, uh, the look of the world, I mean, the tone. It's, it's kind of got that Game of Thrones feel to it. I, I just, I think this is going to be unlike anything 
a Star Wars fan has ever experienced. Yeah, absolutely. There is nothing out there, not even Solo. Solo is a movie that exists and kind of works within the underworld. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Even, this is something brand new. Yeah. I mean, I know they, oh, yeah, hey, the holiday special was live action for TV. Okay, whatever, that was first. This, to me, like Pedro kept saying, this is the first real live-action Star Wars show for TV, or streaming in this case. Yeah. It's it just, I, I'm telling you, from what we saw, this is unlike anything you're, you've ever experienced. It, it's not a movie. You're going to be getting 10 one-hour shots of awesome. Yeah, and look, for those of you who are, who are hesitant about Disney+, Plus, let me just break down, because this was revealed early, last week, early this week. Six ninety nine a month, seventy dollars a year. That's your price point. Oh Jesus Christ! It's, Get out of here. Yeah. I mean, that is that's the biggest deal on the face of the earth for streaming at this point. Considering the content you're gonna get, you're gonna get the entire Disney fucking vault for seven dollars a month, Nick. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Let alone the, the 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 custom Star Wars shit and Marvel shit. Yeah, I mean, we're talking Mando day one release. This is November. 12th is the day that it comes out. That's also. The I, day I was just getting excited that Voodoo, Voodoo has Little Mermaid marked down for fifteen dollars. Now you can get it for free, seven dollars. Yeah. Month. Now, now <laughs> I'll just wait till this fall and and get the service and just tell Charlie that it doesn't exist until later. Yeah, exactly. She really wants to watch it, but if I can only spend seven bucks a month to to have the entire Disney catalog, okay. I mean that that is the biggest no brainer I've ever heard. Yeah. Of. Easy easy money there. So. Mando panel, Mando, you know, reveal stuff for the people who were at the panel was fantastic. Loved it. John Loved and it. Dave were absolute Great. pleasures to just yes. listen to talk. Like it was like I, I felt I felt bad for Dave at time because people really were piling on him for being in the animation. They ragged on I mean, him, yeah. Yeah, lot. I mean John Favreau digged him multiple times, and then even Pedro was like, eh, yeah. animation. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus. My one favorite thing that that John <laughs> said to him was like. You know, we built this model, and Dave was like, yeah, you're going to take it home with you. And he's like, yeah, you can't keep a quick time from an animated show on your wall. I was like, oh, oh, man. Oh, man. I felt bad for Dave because, I mean, at this point, dude, he is very clearly George Lucas Jr. I mean, he is Lucas's heir to the storytelling. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. All right, so moving on to our, our last two and a half, I mean – Obviously, Clone Wars we didn't get to go to, but Nick he he found himself the the panel which also had the trailer and damn man, it looks very intriguing. I I, I was kind of surprised with how they're going to take it, Nick, because it looks like they are going to pick up right from season five. So Ahsoka basically quit on her own accord, and it looks like she's going to the lower levels of Coruscant. She's going to meet some new people, maybe get mixed up with them, but. I think Nick, to me, the biggest surprise is it looks like she's coming back. Exactly. That to the Clone Wars. Like, is she coming back to the Jedi? Do you think, or is Anakin just kind of bringing her back in? Yeah. I mean, she's basically given her own clone trooper squadron. You know, they got the the orange paint. Like that's why when we saw that graphic of the clone helmet with the orange on it, it's because that is that Ahsoka's is unit. Yeah, exactly. I think. So what the fuck do you think about that? It's so weird to me because that's not anything that that anybody would have expected like she no i mean dude it's not even it's not even mentioned in rebels when she came back i mean she comes back and fucking fights vader yeah we we assumed that 
she was going to go full fulcrum at this point. Like, she was yeah, starting like her no time. Yeah, like, no Jedi ever again, ever again. Yeah, like, she was starting her time as fulcrum from that point forward, but apparently she comes back, and like you said, I, it has to be in an official capacity to have the access to that clone trooper squadron. And like, Anakin gives her her fucking lightsabers remade. Yeah, yeah, I mean... That is, yeah, that was definitely the most surprising Because it, uh, it gives her both Blues. blue, where before I believe she had green. Blue and green, yeah, she had blue and, one blue and one green. And then we know she ultimately ends up with, with white, yep. so it's like, well, what the fuck happens now that she quits again? Yeah. I mean, because she clearly even tells Vader in their fighting rebels, I'm no Jedi. Yeah. So I guess my question is, and I don't want to go too deep into it, because that's not why we're here, but... Do you think she's just coming back for Anakin and isn't committing to the order? Um, or is she trying Jedi again and eventually she's going to quit? I I don't know. It's that that it really caught me off guard. I think she's coming back for Anakin. I think she is. Like Anakin is probably in contact with her and convinces her to come back. And then, you know, she may be there. I mean, if 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 all things hold true, and we get to the end of this, and she's still in the Order, that means, one, she was a member of the Jedi Order when Order 66 went off, and two, she survived Order 66 and and then becomes Fulcrum for Rebels, which is, that's going to be the interesting thing, is how they handle her transition back I know. I and just, then her I, transition a, out. There's a part of me that doesn't quite like her becoming a jedi again so i hope that's not what it is i it just it doesn't make sense for what is already out there i mean because in rebels clearly she does not know vader is anakin until she slashes his helmet yeah like she she's heard rumors she doesn't believe it she doesn't even believe it when they're fighting but once she slashes helmet and she can see him that's the first time she's like oh fuck i mean it could be that she comes back, but not in a Jedi capacity. That that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, does he does he somehow bring her back under the radar and lets her command this, this clone squad? I don't know. Either way, I'm excited. And then I, I just said it yeah. 20 minutes ago that if you, in my opinion, the best prequel era content is the Clone Wars. It it, it completely justifies why Anakin would do what he did. Uh, plus, you it, it 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 creates these awesome characters like Rex, Fives, Ahsoka, Echo, Heavy. I mean, you name it. it. It's just it's just fantastic from top to bottom. Yeah, absolutely. And also, we have we have the trailer posted up on the site. There's a little a little morsel for you guys at the end there. A fight between Ahsoka and Maul. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's pretty clutch too. I mean, I'm glad that they they brought Maul back in. I mean, he's basically like, I was expecting Kenobi. Yeah. So that's another. I mean, Sam Witwer. Well, we're gonna get more Maul. Maul. We're gonna yeah. get more Maul. And Sam Witwer is Maul. I'll take it all day. So right. Um, so, uh, all about it, and obviously that's coming to Disney Plus too. Yeah. Next up, we have. The Star Wars Resistance Season 2. And this is one I wish I could go to just for the fact that we have we got some extra love for our Resistance coverage throughout the season. Plus, obviously, Mr. Christopher Sean is just a fucking pimp when it comes to interacting with fans. Uh, but we, we, we didn't make it. But apparently those that did, they, they got a surprise because uh, there was a panel for Star Wars Resistance. 
And they talked a little bit of season two, but guess what? They also got the whole first fucking episode screened to them. Yeah, that's something completely different than any other panel that was there to get an entire episode of something. Like, the whole well, I, thing. Well, it, 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 it's it's, it doesn't shock me because when I was there for 2017, you know, the TLJ celebration, also what we learned was going to be the final season of Rebels, we got to watch the first episode of Rebels season four, so... That's pretty nice. So it looks like I, I, I get yeah. It seems like that's something they'll do for the shorter form shows. But I mean, really, the the things to the the important things from the Resistance panel A is season two is literally going to pick up right where season one left off, which I think is fantastic. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, they're still lost in hyperspace. They're going to be dealing with uh, the, their their artificial gravity generators fucked up. So they're going to have to fix that shit. Sorry, that was Pete. He's being an asshole. Um, so they're going to have to fix that. Uh, we learned that the, the, the BB-9E, or we're calling it BB-9E, made it on board, and he's kind of so he, thwarting their plans to stay anonymous. He is the resistance. I mean, the First Order spy then. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, so we've been weird. talking about because right. we saw him throughout the whole thing, and we never thought for one second like this guy is the resist or the first. Order but they spy. did. They also mentioned that, that Tam's fully embracing yes. her role with the first order and eating up the opportunities to be, to become a pilot. So it, I think it's just like we predicted, where she's going to kind of be the main, the one of the main antagonists chasing down the Colossus. Uh, we learned that uh, Yeager and Doza, they're trying to contact the car, but little they know it's been exploded. Yep. So it is going to take place right alongside with TLJ, as Nick and I were wondering. Uh, so I, I think we got some really great stuff out of that panel. I, I would have loved to have seen it because, as I said, love the show. And I appreciate uh, Christopher Sean and all the stuff he's done and embrace the fandom. But Resistance Season 2, picking up right where it left off. Here we go. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. And then the last one we have here, I think this will be probably personal ones from both of us because, Matt, like you said, you listed a personal one here. So why don't you lay out – we've said it before. We already announced it on the cast before we even went to Celebration. But go ahead and and tell them your – Right. So, I mean, you guys, if you've listened, you've heard about my journey into getting featured at Star Wars Celebration. So, obviously, when I got there and I finally got to see it, it – it did hit me like, hey, okay, I I did something. You did something, uh, cause, yeah, yeah. Because because going into it, I I I legitimately, this is not an act. This is not a woe is me fucking tantrum. The way Instagram has treated me over the past year and a half, two years, I honestly think I suck. Because I will put out I will put out work that Hasbro thinks is good enough to use as a display at a Star Wars celebration. That on Instagram will get 80 likes. Yeah. I mean, it's... Okay? I'm a human, people. That, to me, says you suck. <laughs> so, yes, I, I I do have a complex sometimes with my photography. But I will admit, seeing myself, seeing my shots there, getting the feedback from the other toy photographers that were there congratulating me, that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, you were there amongst... There was only eight artists cho- chosen. 
I mean, right? Right, and I consider all seven of them to be light years beyond what I can do. But so but the fact that yeah. I was mixed up with them, that, that's fantastic. Yeah, so it was really awesome. I mean, I, I remember my first day on the show floor, I, I was like, show me show me where these things, you know, where the, the pictures are. And it was. It was on, like, a, a big screen TV. The Hasbro oh, Pulse it, it, booth was the most packed booth in the whole house. Like that it, place. It, was, it was the best thing. Yeah. I mean, Thursday, Thursday that was the first place I went, obviously. I looked at it. I mean, really, the best part was having other toy photographers come up to me and be like, dude, Haywood Pop. And that just blew my mind because I don't really share my face too much on Instagram. Uh, so, I mean, my avatar for Haywood Pop is literally a pop version of myself. Uh, but the fact that people recognized me and came up, you know, Pop Senpai, Lorenzo, he, he's one of the guys that I, I've followed for years. He and I started in the Funko Pop game. Uh, he's one of the first guys that found me. It was just, it was fantastic to have that interaction with other toy photographers, but also fans of what I do. I also got to run into Trevor, 1-6 Shooter. I mean, obviously, we've talked about him before. The motherfucker won the goddamn fan awards overall last year for his amazing A New Hope recreation using toys and the Vader helmet. Uh, Dude, it was great. It was great. I mean, I still think I blow because I'm back on Instagram (laughs) and my shots are going nowhere unless I share during session. But I'll take it. I made it. I got featured at Star Wars Celebration 2019 Chicago at the Hasbro booth. That's something I can kind of just... Dude, always you need to put that keep, in your yeah. description on your instagram yeah exactly yeah <laughs> featured artist yeah. i'm a featured hasbro artist no anyways go ahead what's your, what's your personal top uh, okay so my personal top five or my personal top one was i had a ton of fun the whole time i mean it was such a, it was my first time one in chicago and two at a star wars celebration so the whole thing for me was just a top moment but it was really cool for me being able to walk through on the last day and kind of like not really like because when when Matt and I were there, we, were, we you know, we were there, we were working, we we're, you know, doing kind of getting the feel of everything. On the last day, I was able to just kind of go through with my girlfriend. We were able to go through the celebration shop. I was able to like it's like she's not huge in the Star Wars, but I got to show her like this is what Star Wars is like. Look around you. You know, this many people from around the world have come right. out to for see for five days straight. This is why people literally took a week and a half off to come here. Yeah, like just to show her the fandom, to show her why I love this franchise as much as I do, um, and just to show her, you know, it's not just a bunch of weird people who are sitting in a basement obsessed with with a movie no, franchise. No, that, we know that those are Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you don't have Star Trek conventions like Celebration. But uh, and then also on the last day, just kidding, Star Trek people. We we love, we love Star Trek too. Come on, we're we're true geeks. We're not just Star we, Wars. We're ju- we're just being Star Wars fans. You know, there's always a friendly competition. Yeah, there. and then you know we're still better by a thousand, but it's all right. We got to so we were there's a tattoo alley and and Star Wars Celebration. You know, in the McCormick place. Um, so we were walking down and I was just showing, her, I was like, look at all the, there was probably 20 artists there, at least 20, 25 artists there constantly tattooing people. Um, our intern, Ryan, he got probably the most legit tattoo of the whole show. Oh dude. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean we, we could almost dedicate a segment to that motherfucker's yeah. tattoo and I, I kind of hate him. Yeah. For it. Well, we, we, 
we need to contact Ryan and tell him to write up a piece with some good photographs in there and put it on uh, Star dude, Wars. He time. said he said it smells so bad at this point he might have to chop his arm off. <laughs> like I guess it's it's borderline putrid. He's the, he hasn't taken his well. Well, you you saw. I mean, yeah, you know, we all went bad. out Friday night when I got destroyed. But I mean, his entire arm was nothing but a blood pool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it's just, I mean, that, that shit, blood will rot and it will stink. And when you guys have to keep that wrap on forever long, you do. Yeah. Shit's going to get gnarly. Yeah. So his looked awesome, but I was able to go on the last day. They had artists that had openings and I was able to get a really sweet Mandalorian, uh, tattoo on my arm. It's the mythosaur skull for, for those of you guys, it's a symbol of Mandalore. I, I was able to get that and pretty big on my arm um on the last day of celebration add that on top of you know seeing everything being able to walk the floor it was a fantastic experience and i i would definitely go back again i could see why people enjoy the show so much because you get these cool moments like we went through these top five moments that we went through but you also just to like i was telling this to my tattoo artist i was like look being at Star Wars Celebration is is almost as close to being in the country of Canada as possible because everybody is so polite. Like nobody is hating on anybody else. There's no confrontation. Everybody is so friendly and you're all there for the same reason. You're all everybody is there because we love this franchise. We love Star Wars and and we share the same passion for it. And even the tattoo artist, uh, her name was Jersey and she's fantastic, fantastic artist. Um, even she said, she was like, Oh my God, it's the people here are the best. Like I, they're so nice. You almost have to tell them to stop being nice to you. (laughs) Right. That's kind of what I said earlier. It's like, you know, you can actually go and enjoy star Wars without having to worry about fucking bozos. Exactly. So like trying, trying to shit on your fun. I mean, in the end I get there's trolls out there just to be trolls, but it's just, it's, there's just so much goddamn hate anymore. It's like, leave me alone. It's fucking Star Wars. It's not real. Yeah. Like, just leave me the fuck alone. Be angry in your own little black hole. Yeah. And that little black hole was definitely left out of celebration. Right. So. You don't get any of that shit. I mean, the, the most negative thing I got at celebration, I was talking to somebody. It was weird. I mean, literally, I was wearing my Star Wars time hat, which we got them now, people. We're awesome. And the guy came. He's like, "Dude, that's awesome! I've been seeing all of the show. Where you get him? Like, no, you haven't, because it's my hat for our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we're not selling them yet. I mean, they're not everywhere. But his girlfriend's like, oh, 'Oh, what'd you think about the Rise of Skywalker?' He's like, I love it. I love it.' She's like, I really don't like the title. It's like, okay, okay. Well, you know, all right. That that's fine. The point is, that's about as negative as things got at celebration. Yeah. So. Uh, All right, man, let's go ahead and move on to our most popular segment of the Friday Star Wars Time Show, and that is the Instagram Top 5 Star Wars Artist Features. These, I, in my intention going into this week, and I told Matt this when we were still at Celebration, I was like, yeah. I think I'm going to do... He's a fucking liar. He's I a am. I, I turn he's to the Ren, dark side on this. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Nick of Ren. That's me now. I feel it. Yeah. But I was, get, I was intending to do top five all recreation <laughs> shots from the trailer. I was like, there's going right. to be a ton of them. It'll be easy to do it. Oh, but, and there was. Oh, we yeah. shared a bunch of them. By we, I mean me and that mouse in my pocket. <laughs> But I started going through the feed, and I was like, man, I can't just pick recreation shots. So there is one recreation shot in there, and then 
the rest of them are just fantastic pieces of art done by fantastic artists like we have every week. So kicking off the top five, we have what I think is one of the coolest, you know, Rebel-centric shots that we have. It's from Dark Side of Heaven, good name. And it's a shot of Vader and Sabine in the middle of a yeah. of a battle yeah. with Sabine doing a like an almost like a Neo from the Matrix move bending. That, no, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's exactly bullet time back. Like no no person should ever be able to bend this way and not fall over. Yeah, and it's uh, and really you're right. I mean, this is what caught my eye initially is the the posing here is fantastic. Exactly, that it's so good. The posing of Sabine, the posing of Vader, even the blur that you see on his cape as he's like it. It looks like this yeah. is an in action shot. Like the right. lunge is very right. clear. So I, I thought this was a fantastic shot. Right, I, I can tell you from a toy photographer's perspective. At least to me, posing is one of the most difficult things because you have to take this inanimate piece of plastic and bend its joints. Sometimes joints that don't bend the way you want them to bend, you have to bend them in a way to make it look as if it could be real. That's something I struggle with constantly in my photography. I mean, like I said, I hate myself. I hate my art. That's how I am, whatever. I guess it's good enough to make Hasbro. But the one thing I will admit is I struggle with action posing, and Dark Side of Heaven clearly does not. Yeah, he killed it. So, fantastic shot. The Instagram handle is darks at darkside underscore of underscore heaven. Uh, beautiful yes. rebel Very shot. Very good. Here. Good good follow for sure. Um, next up, we have a shot by Root Leaf Stew Squad. <laughs> Which, again, <laughs> one of the greatest... I love handles, right, Nick? <laughs> I mean, you're a gamer, so you've been around the handle game oh, yeah. for a long time. Oh, yeah. Some some of the some of the my most favorite aspects of being a geek and being involved in, be it forums or social media or gaming, Xbox Live, PSN, whatever. It's looking at people's handles, yeah, and thinking about where the fuck did this come from? It's just in literally root leaf stew squad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the- <laughs> it's awesome. It's fantastic. It is, dude. It's 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 wonderful, and you can see like you can see the fandom in the name, which is the best part of it. So root leaf stew, and he they even got a logo for I know. it. It's two lightsabers in green stew. I know, dude. I love it. I love it. So, but anyways, talk about the shot. The shot Sorry, is I'm 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 infatuated with the name. Let's yeah. talk about the the more important stuff, and that's the shot. The shot. I mean, Matt, this is your this is you know, Dude, your this, area. This of is expertise. where I started. I mean, Nick's exactly right. I I got into toy photography because of Funko Pops. It was very basic at first. I got a little more involved, but honestly, looking at Root Leaf here, I mean, this this to me is one of the most well done dare I say, even realistic-looking Funko Pop shots I've ever seen. Yeah, so we have, you know, Vader in the foreground standing in a very... In my opinion, the best Funko Pop ever made. I have this Vader, too. It's fucking money. It looks fantastic. I mean, the pop itself, is it looks fantastic. It's and then the way... It's great. Yeah, you know, posing is limited with pops, you know? There is no posing. Yeah, so it, you... There is none. It, they're literally a springed head on a fixed body. Yeah, so... so the most you can do is turn the head if you move the spring. That's it. Yeah, so the fact that, that Root Leaf was able to 
position these <laughs> position these figures the way it did. So you you have a a Vader beautiful Funko in the in the foreground. In the background, you have an Imperial Guard, and then it's right. set within this this red hued room. Oh yeah, definitely oh, yeah. within Great the lighting. Death Star. Yeah. You can see the 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 signature smoke going on. Yeah, you know the signature Death Star Imperial style architecture is going on. And the smoke, the smoke, I mean, like smoke in, in, in toy photography apparently is really, you know, it's can make it money. Dude. Yeah, it's everything. I mean, I'm going to finally break down and probably buy some atmosphere aerosol because it seems these days if you use atmosphere aerosol and post it in your post, you're going to get more traction than someone like me trying to save money using a fucking $30 hand steamer. That you just have to fill up with water every time you want to use it. Yeah. So the <laughs> um, so just for the branding alone, I'm gonna waste my money on some atmosphere aerosol. I don't know if it's waste because clearly they can make your shots look awesome, and you don't need to light stuff on fire if you're outside, and you don't need to wait for a steamer to warm up. I just have a hard time spending that money on stuff that gets my shit all gooey <laughs> and isn't cheap. But like I said, it, it's it's been proven. If you whip atmosphere aerosol on Instagram and toy photography, you're gonna get way more followers than someone that does. But yeah, they'll show you some love. So this—that's this... a tip. That's a motherfucking pro tip, people. If you're listening, yeah, I don't do it yet, but I'm gonna start doing it because it's been proven at this point. Atmosphere aerosol, hashtag them, tag them. You're gonna fucking go places in toy photography. I don't get it. It is what it is. But rock and roll if you got it. Yeah, root leaf again. This is a beautiful Funko shot. We don't. We don't feature a lot of pop shots, but this one just stood out so well because of the way that this shot just, is posed. And then, I don't know, man. I, I still appreciate the Funko aesthetic, and I'll appreciate a great Funko shot, but it, it's funny how far my fandom for Funko has fallen in the past year and dude, a half. Dude, it, it fell so much that you had VIP to the Funko line. You didn't even use it. Like <laughs> yeah, that 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 says everything. Like anyone that was there, if you're a Funko fan, you're probably cursing me out right now. But I le- legitimately had VIP passes to get the Funko exclusives, and I just I didn't even want to bother waiting in the VIP. Line. Like my tattoo artist before she st- we sat down and started doing it, she's like, "Hey, look, I like please give me like you know thirty minutes. I have somebody holding my place in line." And- at the Funko, you know, booth. Right. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'll text you when I'm coming back. And so I just yeah. like made made the rounds around the convention floor, and you know, yeah. So <laughs> Funko fandom is clearly still in effect. It just, I don't know. It, it 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 lost its magic on me. I mean, even even at this point, to to the Star Wars line. I, I mean, I, I I had given up collecting every pop culture pop about two years ago but i you know i maintained my star wars collection and even now just like nick said i passed up two celebration exclusives and they were pretty good i mean it was an awesome darth maul in a wado it would have made for some good shots with the little anakin pop that's out there but i was just like hey i don't care yeah i don't want i don't even want to wait in a fucking 20 minute line i don't give a fuck <laughs> that's how it so, is that's rest how it in is. peace pop fandom i guess it is dying and dying quicker than i thought yeah and now I'm stuck with a Beanie Baby problem where I have a fucking basement full of Funko Pops with nowhere to stash them. You got to start hawking them. Just Anyone, literally. Them I have about 700. If you want them all, I'll sell them to you like five grand. There's there's some in there worth a thousand a piece if you believe eBay. So here we go. <laughs> all right. Hit me up at Haywood Pop. Next up, 
We have yes. This is a money pimp shot. This here. is this, this is a recreation like Nick said he was gonna do. So he at least he at least threw one in. I there. did. I threw one recreation in there, and this is from a return top fiver. This is a Sith load of Lego. And if you've seen, if you're listening to this podcast first off, and you haven't seen the Rise of Skywalker trailer, then please stop listening, never listen again, and just consider your fandom. Anyway, there's this is a recreation shot from Rise of Skywalker trailer. The shot is of the skiff, uh, skiff chase going on on the desert planet, and we see a Poe Lego, we see a Finn Lego, we see a C-3PO Lego, and we see it's in a, the background awesome. a a jetpack. It's probably yes. original <laughs> trilogy stormtrooper. For it's hard to tell. It could but be I mean, we did see something on jetpacks in the trailer yeah right? absolutely like i made sure in, a, in, in our breakdown post to put this the picture of the thing but this is it's this fucking is great this is show. fucking great i know it's and, and just like you said nick uh, uh, you're becoming infatuated with lego photography it's hard not to yeah i mean this is like the, the lego stuff to me always stands out it, it's just i, I think it, it goes back to my love of Super deformed looking stuff, you know, the chibi aesthetic, the, the the bigger heads, the animated look. There's just something about Legos and in particular Star Wars Legos in a toy photography setting that gets me every time. I mean, every time when I do my shares in the morning on Star Wars Time Show on Instagram, it's hard not to just do all Lego Star Wars for me. Oh, yeah, dude. It, I mean, this is such a beautiful shot because the, the first time I shared a Lego shot, I was like, Man, I didn't know that you could make Legos look as action-oriented and as There you amazing. go. You, you, you nailed it. You're exactly right. I mean, somehow, in this shot in particular, a Sith load of Lego has made these things feel alive. And they honestly have, what, one, two, three more points of articulation than a Funko Pop. Yeah. Basically, their right arm, their left arm, and then their two legs together. Yeah, so... And they can turn their head, so I guess they have four. Yeah, so he was able to take those four points of articulation and almost perfectly recreate a scene from yes. The Rise of Skywalker. And I'm assuming, do you think he draws the mouse on, Nick? Do you think those are VFX, or do you think that's what the mouths of the figures look like? Because, I mean, look look what he's got Finn's mouth I know, through. right? Like, literally gritting. It's like, and even... Even Poe looks like he's under stress, which he should be, I and mean, he's getting shot at on a skiff. Yeah, I mean, we may. I mean, like one of our plans for for the uh, you know the future cast, the future Tuesday cast, until we have um, Resistance and, and Mandalorian rolling, is to try to do interviews with some of these toy photographers. Oh, yeah. It's coming, people. If you're listening and you want to, if you, you want to get mixed up in it, let us yeah. know. I've already talked to one six shooter and work more or less. Uh, Trevor and Jason, respectively. So, I mean, I mean, as as a return top five, I would love to to you know ha- ask this question to a Sith load of Lego, you know, themselves and see like, hey, how do you do this? I mean, this stuff looks fantastic. Like you said, right. are their faces really like that? I haven't seen these these Lego figures, so I don't know. Or do you do you go in and post process and have you know digital faces put on? I mean, th- his stuff looks fantastic, which is why he has been in the top five two times now i mean just absolutely beautiful shots so many so many different types of shots as well if you just go to his instagram page and just scroll through his feed everything that he does 
pops so well. I mean, it's fantastic photographer, fantastic artist all around. Um, if you're listening to this Lego, reach out to us at Star Wars Time on Instagram. Let us know if you'd like yeah, to do a, let, an let interview. Us know, let us know about those faces. Are they custom or is that how they are? Yeah. We, we, we'd appreciate it. Either way, we love you, buddy. Yeah. Keep it up. Good stuff. Good stuff. So next up in the top five is one yes. of Matt's. This is this is my boy right yeah. here. This guy to me. I don't know. Have we featured Nose Rain? I don't Richie? think so. I think this is our okay. first time featuring. Yeah, Nose I find I finally got you to pick one. <laughs> it's a mashup. I mean, you do. You put a lot of his shots in there, and I don't know how I haven't yet because he is a fellow featured artist at the Hasbro booth. He, dude, he's he's ridiculous. This this guy's account, I'd say in the past two years, has gone from. Less to a thousand to forty two thousand. Yeah, you know, forty two thousand. I mean, and I mean, two years. He's literally gone from starting in toy photography and sharing it. I mean, obviously, this guy is a very skilled photographer. He, to me, is one of the most creative, imaginative toy photographers out there. That's why we get this shot we're about to talk about. But the guy's account literally has skyrocketed, unlike any I've seen. I mean, I've seen. Uh, plastic action i mean he's he always had a pretty decent follower base but once he started his uh plastic baller series getting featured on espn i mean he went up double digits thousands but richie at nose rain here i'm not kidding dude within two years he went from starting an account less than a thousand i believe to 40 fucking one or two thousand followers just for a a point of reference here, 41,000 followers. Some people may be like, that's yeah. impressive. He only had 615 total posts. Thank you. That okay, is thank you. fucking crazy. Thank you. Like, you know, scroll through his feed. I'm going to give him a nickname. I don't know if anybody said this before, but I'm going to call him the master of the mashup. Because if you look at his right. feed, you have these like fantastic it. mashups of different fandoms different universes and he does them so well that it just feels organic it feels like it fits together it's, it's ridiculous we haven't even fucking began to describe the shot we're sitting here jerking off yeah over. so the the shot itself is this the mythos obi-wan or is this oh yes okay. this to me yeah. is one it's not one of it is the best one six scale obi-wan kenobi figure out there right now yeah so this is I mean, you guys have seen this before because we've featured other photographs right. using this Mythos Obi-Wan figure, but it's a mashup of the two probably biggest fandoms in the world right now. You have Game <laughs> of Thrones. It's so great. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's Game of Thrones. It's Star Wars. You have Obi-Wan Kenobi standing behind. This isn't the, this is the Night King, right? Or is it, this is the Night King's general, I think. It looks. I'm gonna go with it's probably more of a White Walker because yeah. I do not see the Darth Maul spikes. Yeah, on exactly. Screen. So it's not the Night King, but it's definitely like one of the featured White yeah, it, Walker. It's a White extras. Walker. It's a White Walker. So Obi Wan standing behind him, shoving a lightsaber through his chest. The way that the White Walker is posed is fantastic because it looks like a true reaction to getting stabbed with a right. lightsaber. Through but he, the chest. to me, it's it's Obi Wan's expression is almost oh, like he's yeah. whispering in his ear like. Just rest now. This is your sweet death, or something. Exactly, like, like the way that the full head on Obi Wan. Oh, Almost uh, those of you, if you're Rebels fans and you watch the moment where Obi Wan finally takes out Maul, that's how it feels to me. Where he's he's basically comforting the White Walker in his moment of death. Exactly, like <laughs> as Obi Wan would do. Yeah, right? Obi Wan's I mean, not a he's not a uh, 
a malicious figure. You know, he will he will kill you, but he will kill you with respect. And the one thing that's I, I almost want to ask Richie, I'm not seeing the uh, moisture evaporator apparatus popping off of Obi Wan's back. Oh yeah. And that is part of the backpack. So I'm wondering if he wiped that for some reason because it was taking focus away from the main subject or what. But, yeah. Uh, that's definitely not a piece you just removed, so I'm guessing he, he wiped it in post. Either way, it doesn't fucking matter. This is, I mean, it looks like it was shot in the north in Westeros, and our boy Obi just happened to be walking through, and he's like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take out some evil. Yeah, this is... So good. It's so good, man. I, I love th- it. This though. went down on, I guess this is a, and I've seen shares this before. I didn't know it, it's getting bigger, but apparently there's this big toy photography meetup in Utah that goes down every year. Okay. And they they, they all did this last weekend while we were at Celebration. So, I mean, I, I still would have rather been at Celebration, but I'm not going to lie. This is something I may have to try to invite myself to next year. Yeah, man. Uh, because there, there's a lot of the artists we've talked about. A lot of them I look up to, like my nerdy obsessions. I have, I have Utah or however the fuck you say his name. Nose Rain, Plastic Action was there. Greater Beast was there. Uh, I mean, some fantastic people that I look up to. So, so, like I said, I'd love to be involved in this type of shit. But... I had a lot more fun being in the episode nine panel, so I'm all right missing it this year. But in the end, hey, nose rain, Richie, you guys at the U- Utah Toy Safari, whatever the fuck you call it, aces all around from everybody. We would love to share them all, but hey, nose rain won this one. Yeah. So last rounding out the top five, <laughs> this is like <laughs> titty Ray is all I can think. I about know is it's <laughs> like I j- big big tits Ray. This is clearly a custom, and and, and this is why. South P24 rule. Yeah, South P24 here bringing out a Ray shot of her decap- straight up decapitating <laughs> a First Order Stormtrooper. With literally her tit hanging Yeah, out. like the side, I didn't even realize it like at first. When I first picked this and then I looked at it again, I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of side boob here on Ray. <laughs> <there's-> <laughs> well, it, it's, I mean, again, it, this is not a standard Ray figure. I mean, I believe it's a Hasbro Ray head. Yeah. But he's got it on a – I've seen this body going around. I don't know if it's new, but I, I've seen people slapping Scar Joe's head on it uh, for Black Widow. But it's a very voluptuous-looking female 112 body sculpt. And, um, yeah, I mean, this would be Ray if Daisy Ridley went and got herself some sea-sized breast implants. Yeah, so it's just – That's not the point, though. The point is this is a fucking dope-ass action shot of Ray. It is. It's super cool to see. With tits. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's super cool because, I mean, like, we've had a lot of action shots done before, but we've never really had one as as – I guess you would say as graphic as this. I mean, this- it's awesome. I mean, and by the way, I believe this is our first ever repeat feature during the top five. I mean, I've obviously repeated features on uh, at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram, but I believe this is the first time Nick has repeated an account. So that just goes to show you that South P24 has got his shit going on. Yeah. So again, this was a fantastic, very fun shot. Um, you even got some lens flare going on in the bottom right of the. Oh, the I mean, just image. even look at the lightsaber effects. Like you got you got a flare on that, but you also kind of almost have the the Kylo, 
blaze effect going on from the blade. Like it's almost bleeding out blue energy. Yeah. You got a blue lens flare at the bottom, like Nick said. You got it popping off uh. the hilt. It's just great. And, and by the way, you're probably going to see some more South P shit coming up because he's got this Sith Ray custom going on. Just wait. I, I've got them saved. I'm not ready to share them yet, but just wait. Just wait. There. South P is definitely an account you want to look into if you like radical action-oriented Star Wars photography, but also custom Star Wars figures. Yeah, so that rounds out the top five for the week. No special mentions, and it was fantastic top five. Like I said, there were so many good shots that I couldn't limit myself just to recreation shots. I added one in there. I threw one in there because it was so good. A Sith Little Lego making his second appearance as well as South P24 with their two shots. Love their stuff. Love everybody's stuff in the top five. If you are interested in doing interviews on the cast with us, let us know. Reach out to us on the Star Wars Time show Instagram because we're definitely interested in talking to you guys. I mean, this is why DMs are open. Slide in. Let us know. We're here for you. And again, if you don't make the podcast, it doesn't mean you're a loser. It just means Nick thinks you suck. That's exactly what it means. <laughs> but again, I, I'm kidding. You'll eventually, if you, if you come around and keep listening, you'll understand I'm a very sarcastic motherfucker. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it just very, very rarely do I speak anything that is serious. It's true. But one thing right, that's man, super let, serious right now is, is episode nine news. Because now T R O S Tross T R O S, the rise of Skywalker. Yes, it is as Nick and I predicted. Once that first teaser dropped, the floodgates would open. Fanboys like ourselves would be speculating. I myself have put out two videos this week revolving around Episode Nine stuff. So as we, uh, you know, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Don't cry. We're still here. We're here for at least probably the way Nick and I do it. I'd say close to another fucking hour. <laughs> we're here. Yeah. But we're moving on to the actual nitty-gritty of, of Star Wars fandom outside of our own fandom and, and, and creating our own fan works. We're moving into the stuff that gets us up in the morning, and that is the Rise of Skywalker news and speculation. So, Nick, first up we got here... Um, obviously at Star Wars Celebration, a lot of people, the powers that be at Lucasfilm, Disney, they were ready to start peeling a few layers back on Episode Nine. Not a, not a ton, but a few. And, and in one interview in particular, we, we got some pretty solid insights from Kathleen Kennedy, right? No, from Bob Iger. Yeah. from Who is basically Disney guy at this point. On the the future. future rollout of Star Wars movies. Yeah, so this was during the entirety of Star Wars Celebration. Like, this was kind of the first day right after, right, you know, actually it was right before the Episode Nine panel. Uh, Iger sat down with an interview with Bloomberg, and he let everybody know, yes, Rise of Skywalker, huge. This is huge for us, but... We are going to have a bit of a hiatus for Star Wars live-action releases in theaters post-Rise of Skywalker. And I think the writing was on the wall, right, Nick? I mean, with with the solo failed experiment, which even Kathleen came out and admitted, like, 
we fucked up. Like, they, they fucked up the cadence of releasing Star Wars. They realized we should not release two Star Wars within a calendar year. I'm not just talking in the same year. I'm talking within a 12-month span, they said. Like, it just didn't work. Yeah. Uh, I I, I kind of disagree. I still think if they released Solo in December of this year instead of May, it would have been a completely different story, even though, you know, it, it still would have been a calendar year. I just think trying to drop solo, what, four months after, yeah. five months after five months. a very contentious Skywalker movie, just it was stupid, all in the name of Mary fucking Poppins, which is even more mind-boggling. Yeah. Uh, but either way here, the, the news is we are getting a break, and I know some of you are probably like, yeah, fuck Star Wars, we need a break, uh, Disney's oversaturated. Someone like me, I'm going, we're getting a break because... People hated TLJ and Solo failed. Yeah, that's that's why the break is here. I, I I'm telling you right now, there was a movie planned for 2021 or 2020. Oh, yeah, dude, because Iger said we have movies through 2020. So they were planning yes. a release for 2020. Go back and look at these interviews. You can go on StarWarsTime.net, go through the archives. I mean, the archives are very short it at was, this point. You're right. But it was going Skywalker movie, standalone. Yeah. Skywalker movie, standalone. Skywalker movie, standalone. So 2020 was for sure on the docket for a release. Now, 2020 will not have a live-action release. And more no. than likely... You know, they didn't say how long the hiatus was going to be. I, I'm i more, you know, leaning towards a 2022 release. Oh, um, no. I, it would That would be a stab in the heart. I know, Matt, you're more of a, a fan of the 2021. Maybe just take a full three, year off. Just think about it. three years, motherfuckers. We're, we're back to 2005 where we didn't know if anything was ever going to happen again. You're right. I mean, it's a dark. That would be a dark, dark yeah, time. Think about that. You, you people getting all, it's getting oversaturated, 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 Disney. What, what are you going to do when you have a fucking three-year wait? Yeah, three fucking years. How, how do you, how'd you guys feel about waiting not even two years for Game of Thrones to end, you fucks? Also, three years to wait with no idea what's coming next. I mean... Well, we... Okay. I mean, we, we have... We can say that. We know what's coming next. It's either going to be Ryan's or the Gotberg. Oh, yeah. Thing. But, I mean, content-wise, like, we know who's doing it, but we don't know what the content of it is. We could say, like, hey, well, we know we have... I, I think we're... I think nine. we're much closer to knowing the content of at least one of them. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to we're gonna talk about it. I mean, Kennedy... Almost spilled the confirmed beans. Confirmed it. it. It's it's happening. Yeah. I mean, she, she said it's being looked at in development, so it's happening. Yeah. So... Uh, but no, th- this is a bummer to me. I mean, th- this whole, we need a hiatus. We don't... You don't need a fucking hiatus. You need a hiatus because you were stupid and greedy... Yeah, if you that's it. If you space that's why you need a hiatus. If you space those releases out the correct way, I don't think you run into fatigue. I think that one year between Star Wars movies is sufficient. Look at Marvel. Right, dude. Marvel is okay. Thank you. I'm glad. Thank you. Someone <laughs> still has a fucking brain here in the geek verse. The the, the 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 fact that people try oh Star Wars fatigue. Hey, dumb fucks. We've only had Star Wars movies since 2015. We've had upwards of three, three <laughs> MCU films releasing a year since 2008. And look, it's... And guess what? The number 22 
is probably gonna make 300 fucking million dollars opening weekend. So get the fuck out of here with this fatigue bullshit. No, yeah. If you make good, intriguing, entertaining content for Star Wars on a yearly basis, on a once yearly basis, like that is, you will curtail fatigue. And we showed that for the first four, like four years of this life cycle. You have TL, you had TFA, you had Rogue One, you had TLJ. I mean, that that three-movie run was unstoppable. It, it made, over, each of those films made over a billion dollars. Rogue One was the first project that they went out on a limb on that featured no characters that you've ever exactly. heard of, and it made a billion dollars. And it was one of the most loved, like, if you ask people, there are some people who legitimately like, Rogue One more than any of the new Scott like the new movies that have released yet, and I can see the argument that is a fantastic movie. Um, so I, I think that yes, you know the the trolls and you know what happened with TLJ was definitely a damper on the spirits of some people, but then also the very clear misplay on the solo side had an effect as well. Yeah, I can't at this point. I can't even put that. I don't even want to give the trolls credit for Solo. I mean, that to me was just a. It was arrogant. It was stupid, especially when you consider all the drama going with the production. I mean, why? Why the fuck do you rush that shit out? I mean, yeah, you didn't get the first trailer till till two months before it came out. Yeah, and it was. It's a fantastic movie, and if there are people who are listening to this who still haven't seen it. I, yeah, go fuck your. No, I don't want. No, we're not even going to give them the benefit. Just go fuck yourself, and then go watch the movie because it's okay. it's really good. Nick, again, Nick, right? He's the Jedi in this equation. Yeah, right? I mean, I I know people that are in your shoes. If you're listening, you haven't watched it. Yet, I know people who are like, no, it just doesn't seem like it's for me. I don't want to see it in theaters. It looks like it's just a yeah, money well, grab. Okay. Well, go away and don't pretend you're a Star Wars. Fan. Yeah, go watch it. It's a fantastic movie. I I have. People... I get it. If you're if you're not a Star Wars junkie, then yeah, you you probably could care less about star wars movies every year but if you are a star wars junkie and you're trying to tell me that uh, i can't even speak when i when i think about these idiots yeah that were like taking pride in making solo fail it's just it, fuck off yeah it's it's this you guys suck it's just you're really, not fans you're pieces of shit really really stupid so go watch it anyway the good news is hey pete get the Fuck out of my face. Sorry, the cat's really being obtrusive. <laughs> the good thing about this hiatus is, is it's not like the the great ending of, you know, Well, I mean, let, let's pick up with the second part of the, the story here. I mean, and then Kathleen Kennedy comes out and says, yo, uh, by the way, yes, we're taking a little bit of a break, but we are planning a decade's worth of content. Exactly, a decade's so worth. So once they once they figure their dumb shit out, you know their 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 men it. in suits problem. Yeah. These things are going to start rolling out again. Yeah, exactly. Just, I, I I just hate when these people position it as oh yeah we've realized a little fatigue. No, there is no fatigue. It was stupidity on your. Your part. There is no fatigue. Yeah, it was poor. As relief. as Nick brought up, there there's no such thing as a fatigue in a Star Wars pop culture juggernaut when you have what the MCU is doing over a you know what a, a, an eleven year span at this point. Yeah, I mean we're we're talking upwards of three fucking movies a year, 
and making a ton of money. And look, the way that Disney was doing it was the right way too. You weren't featuring the same characters in every movie every year. You were spacing it out with the Star Wars stories, which was giving people a break. If they were like, oh, well, we're getting tired of Ray Poe Finn every year. That's fine. You have the breakups with the um, the Star Wars stories. But they got overambitious. That's what it was. Like the money was too... Their, the dollar signs in their eyes were massive. I mean, you can you can look at Marvel releases and you can see that not every one of them made a billion dollars immediately. No, but they, they made their money. They made they, more than fucking Solo. Oh, yeah, they made their money, but they started seeing the Star Wars money roll in. They started seeing a billion, a billion, a billion, another billion with, uh, you know. Th- I, I still, dude, I cannot wrap my head around that. And especially when he revealed they did it because of Mary Poppins. Yeah, that was just absolutely absurd. What? Like, what? Mary Poppins. And that movie just, just failed on its own. Like, you know, they Disney gave that every shot I possible. I saw it. It's not that good. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I love Emily Blunt, though. The good thing is we will have these live action TV shows that are going on. On Disney Edge Plus. Edge of Tomorrow 2. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow was fantastic. That's what I mean. Edge of Tomorrow 2. Let's bring it on. Quiet Place 2. I mean, oh, yeah. fuck Mary Poppins. But, uh, <laughs> so, All right, yeah. man. So moving on to the, the, the next kind of reveals we got from the show. And really, a lot of this stuff was coming out during Celebration because they were either doing live interviews at the show floor or planned interviews were releasing in time with all the big news releasing. Uh, so the other thing we got uh, was, you know, J.J. obviously was in demand talking to lots of people. Uh, and I, I forget who he was interviewed here. IGN, but either way, yeah, IGN, fuck them. <laughs> uh, either way, J.J. revealed that he met with the maker himself before he wrote the script for The Rise of Skywalker. So yeah, yeah that that's probably why we're getting some of the OT stuff folded back in. Here. Yeah, I mean. Think about it. The the way that J.J. put it was fantastic. He's not writing a movie to wrap up a trilogy. He's writing a movie to wrap up a saga of nine movies. And it has to... And, and, and to make the singular movie entertaining. Exactly. That was something that he mentioned in the panel. He's like, I have... The job. Go ahead and read the full quote. Yeah, he said, "Because I mean, it, it's a little lengthy, but it, it kind of explains what he's yeah. saying." So, quote goes as such: "This movie had a very, very specific challenge, which was to take eight films and give an ending to three trilogies." <laughs> think about that. You think? Yeah, think about. You that. think that's specific? That's crazy. All right, we had to look at what was the bigger story. We had conversations amongst ourselves. We met with George Lucas before yes, we started writing the, the script. Like Matt said, very big. Um, these were things that were in real, not debate, but you look at the sort of vastness of the story and try to figure out what is the way to conclude this. But it has to work in its own, on its own as a movie. Yes. That was something he mentioned in the panel. This movie has to work. You, you should be able to watch episode nine right. as a movie and say like, wow, just by itself. Or as a, just with no knowledge of episodes one through eight. Exactly. Um, it has to be its own thing. It has to be surprising and funny, and you have to understand it. You can't assume anyone has sat and watched eight movies before this one. Hey, it's like I read this before. It is. It's almost like you wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yet, I want, to be a, I want a kid to be able to watch episodes one through nine and see that one story. 
So that is a unique challenge that nobody has ever had to do before. Maybe outside of the Russo brothers with this, you know, Endgame. Because Endgame is essentially taking disparate pieces, not not fully interconnected pieces like you have with Star Wars, but disparate pieces and kind of coalescing them into one ending. I I could see that. I I do believe, at least over there in the MCU, Feige was kind of the caretaker of the overall narrative, unlike we've learned here where they're just like, hey, fuck it. Yeah, the overall... You artists, you artists, you artists, you guys just make up whatever the fuck you want and somehow we'll jam it all together and some make it make sense. Yeah, so... What- so I think J.J. has an even more difficult task than those two trying to wrap up 21 films. Yes, that sounds like a bigger task, but I do believe they at least had notes and a structure of where this should go. Yeah. Where it sounds like over here with 789 is like, okay, hey, J.J., you make up whatever the fuck you want. All right, hey, Ryan, you come in. You just do whatever the fuck you want in the middle. And then, all right, J.J., you come in and, again, just do whatever the fuck yeah, you want. Pick up where Trevorrow left. But, but, but in the end, try to make it somehow seem like it's a cohesive trilogy. Yeah, and for that, for that type of task, you need the maker. You need Lucas because only Lucas – even though he wasn't at all involved with the creative process for these three movies, only Lucas can tell you what, how, how this could possibly end. Like, yeah, I'm not saying Lucas wrote the story, and I'm not saying that no, he did not at all. But like, but he, he's the best he's source cl- of knowledge, right? He's clearly he's had an idea of one through nine in his head. Yeah, uh, Disney strayed from some of it. Probably more so in eight than anything else, but he's he had his own vision, so yes, he probably gave some ideas, and that's more than likely why Palpy, in some form or fashion, is returning. Exactly. When you look at, like JJ said, the entirety of the previous eight films, your main villain is Palpatine from episode one. From episode one, Palpatine is your big bad. Like, you can look... long game master. Yeah, and you can look at, you know, episodes four and five and say, like, well, Palp's barely in them. I mean, like, he's not in four and he's barely in five. But Palpatine was pulling the strings from day one. And, you know, thinking of it that way and, and putting it in the perspective that J.J. did, it's not surprising that Palpatine's back here. It's not surprising that we see the husk of Death Star 2 at the end of the of the rise of skywalker because he is the ultimate villain that needs to be vanquished here and you know one of the things that keeps popping up in these you know all of the the um rumors and the speculations and stuff like that is like how is he going to be involved but it doesn't matter how he's involved the fact that he is involved is what makes this a true wrapping up of the skywalker trilogy so that was really good um they, JJ also kind of gave a little bit of context. Uh, let's just real quick. How do you think he's going to be involved? I, I, do you think he's going to be like physical form or some sort of corporeal or ghost? I think it's going to be force ghost, if anything, because two reasons. See, uh, okay, go ahead. Two reasons. One, and I think I mentioned this. I may have mentioned this in the in the T Ross coverage that we did. <laughs> Tross. 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 
that we go go the the podcast that we did after it but like dark side force ghosts are a thing like they have been expressed they have been talked about in canon now and in old canon so they're a thing and they are as influential as Jedi Force Ghosts. The thing is, is that Dark Side Force Ghosts, at least to what I can remember from from what I read, they are tied to their death place. So, well, we also have to remember this motherfucker knows Plagueis' secret. Exactly. That was the other thing. So, could it be? I, I guess that's where I go with. Could it be a a? I don't know, like a a Sith version of a Force Ghost. Like yeah. I, I don't. That's what I'm like you said it is established but I it's I don't think it's established canon anymore. Yeah. It's it... uh, you know they 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 like you said they they kind of had that they were relegated to where they died or where their their dark side power was emanating from. Yeah. Uh, which may make sense considering that we think they may find him at the destroyed death star but I don't know. I mean, th- again, this guy clearly knew some shit. I mean, if, if we're going to buy into the comic where, yes, he created Anakin, I mean, the guy learned how to stop things from dying. Yeah, exactly. And and that's different than a Force Ghost because Force Ghosts, they're not dying per se, but their physical form is going away and their, their, their spirit, if you will, becomes one with the Force. Yeah. So, so so what do you think stronger? I mean, is it is it going to be the, the dark side way or the, the way we've seen it in the light side? I don't know. That's why that laugh at the end of the Rise of Skywalker trailer was just like, holy shit. Yeah, we're, we're not out of it yet. I mean, where the fuck are we going? And I know Ian came out to do it, but one character we literally have not seen in any leak, uh, leak yet, Nick, is who? Matt Smith. Yeah, that's true. Right? Matt's... Everyone's kind of forgot about him. Yeah. Is he even in the movie anymore? I mean, there's rumors at one point he was shot in a robe. Yeah, that he could I have mean... been like a... People were assuming that he was a younger Snoke because he has the right, face shape but of Snoke. N- now could he be a different version of Palpatine. of Palpatine or younger Palpatine? You know, maybe Palpatine's like, hey, if I'm dead, I might as well come back in a younger version of myself. Yeah. You know, young Sheev, beautiful Sheev, top 10 Sheev, <laughs> you never know. But, um, I, dude, I'm so excited for these upcoming months and obviously once we get there for the movie itself. Yeah. But uh, some good stuff coming here from uh, JJ. Yeah, overall, just a fantastic insight into the – the overall story and building right but he also kind of opened up on the on the title a bit and i'll go ahead and read this quote but he weighed in on the film's title which we know is is tross the rise of skywalker i mean of course he didn't give any real insights into it but here's what he said so well the title feels like it's the right title for this movie i know it's provocative and asks a bunch of questions yes it does thank you But when you see the movie, you'll see how it was intended and what it means. But in the flow of titles, this title had a very big responsibility. It had to be the end of not only three movies, but nine movies. So just like Nick was saying earlier. The idea of incorporating the movie that comes before Strangely is the story of the movie. It's the characters in the film inheriting everything that's come before in previous generations whether it's the sins of the father or the wisdom that they've acquired. And the question is, is this new generation up to the task? Can they stand up to what they have to? 
So in a way, we came to this movie having inherited a lot, and the question, can we do it, is a question we ask ourselves every day. Yeah, I mean, it's very, I don't want to say. It was a no answer yeah, it was, with it was a very interesting way of saying shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Like, he didn't give you anything. He basically said, this is the title that we chose for the movie. It, it We think it fits with all nine. Yeah, he's like, when you see it, you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll get it, and it's like, okay, no shit, thank you. Yeah. And if we if we don't get it, then you didn't do your job up, so. And the thing Either is, all like, right. yeah, like you said, Matt, this and like he said, it asks a lot of questions, and you listed some of the questions at the end of this fucking article. You, like you said, you know, is Luke coming back from the dead? You know, is it is it Ben Solo? Is he coming back to his Skywalker lineage? Is it Ray? Is it you know is Ray somehow involved in the Skywalker? Oh, lineage? dude, trust me, we we're gonna probably do a special topic on this because I just put out a video today. So when you're listening, it's gonna be Tuesday. So it, it it's gonna be out on StarWarsTime.net or a YouTube channel. But I I put out my video on four theories on the title the rise of skywalker and what it could mean and, and yes you know is ray a skywalker is ben gonna come back to the light and embrace his his good skywalker side is it an identifier like the knights of ren or kylo ren ren implying that they follow the dark side skywalker implying it's the new uh, religion if you will the 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 new way to describe the, the new type of, I, I don't even want to say Jedi. They're not Jedi anymore. Rey is not a Jedi in my mind. She is a new type. She is a Skywalker, but not potentially blood Skywalker. She's just the new Jedi, which is going to be called Skywalkers. Could be. That's the one I'm kind of hoping that it turns out to be. Who knows how that's going to end. But like I said, we've got a whole cast to do that. We're going to move on to our last topic of the night. More interesting nuggets of information coming from the powers that be. And this is, again, JJ and Kathleen. Uh, So I did a video on this one. You can check it out on StarWarsTime.net or on our YouTube channel. Basically, it's Ray's parents and the future of Star Wars. So, Nick, some of the highlights here. I mean, uh, JJ, he talked to ABC and, and, and dropped his deal on... Ray's parents and I wish I had the quote here I thought it was in the post it is not but I'll summarize it he he pretty much says listen we understand the issue of Ray's parents was a bit of a concern the fans coming out of TLJ we also are going to honor what happened in TLJ but JJ reminded us there's much more to the story. So yeah. the first thing I want to put out here, Nick, is I was never one that came out of TLJ going, all right, what Kylo told Ray, that's fact. It's set in stone. I looked at it as it, it was a, a bad guy saying whatever he thought he could say to try and get someone to his side. Exactly, yeah. So I never came out going, oh, fuck. You know, like some people that hate Ryan. Oh, fuck you, Ryan. You're fucking, you just fucking, you know, you fucking kill Snoke. You make him irrelevant. You make hyperspace irrelevant. You make ship travel irrelevant. Uh, you know, and now you did this. It's like, no, I, I mean, it, it's Obi-Wan fucking Kenobi. One of the most righteous Jedi in the galaxy lied his ass off. To Luke Skywalker. Yeah, from a certain point of view. Do we not remember that? 
Exactly. Right? I'm not even talking about a bad guy lying to a good guy. We had good guy mentor lying to his mentee from a certain point of view bullshit. Yeah. So I, I never took what Kylo said as gospel. A lot of people did. Yeah. So a lot of people, when J.J. came out and said this, they're like, oh, look, he's... Yeah, fuck you, Ryan. JJ's retcon and all your dumb shit. And I'm just like, what? Like, here's the thing too that people don't remember is that, like, he had no idea who Ray was, as in in TFA. He's like, who is this scrapper? This this, you know, nobody from nowhere who all of a sudden has this Jedi power. And do you think what what do you think he did? Like, force reached into her genealogy and figured out who her parents were like there's no possible way outside of him knowing who she was in the first place for him to know with pure certainty who her parents are like it's just it was in a moment of desperation i mean he was literally like listen i want you to team up with me because we can fuck shit up yeah, he was basically so i'm gonna tell you whatever i think i can that's gonna make you weaker and maybe cave yeah he was like look you, you're worried about your parents. There's nothing left for you over there. They were nobody. You don't know them. Nobody knows them. Right. You're... You know me. I can fix you. I will be your family. Come with exactly. me. That's what he was doing. So I never got that backlash. But, I mean, J.J. pretty much, like I said, he came out and said, listen, we're going to honor what was said in TLJ, but there's more of the story. And, and I don't look at that as J.J. giving a middle finger to Ryan. No, I think it's— I don't, and a lot of people are taking it that way. I, I just—I do not get that. First and foremost, J.J., he's an artist. He seems to be a very nice guy, a guy that doesn't want controversy. So there's no way he's just going to be like, you know what, fuck this guy. Yeah. We're, we're going to delete everything he did. There's no way. They may— change some things creatively but in the end like i've said from day one with tlj it is a middle fucking act it was never meant to you know etch into stone anything yeah it's definitely it's just like empire i mean people empire is a middle act movie nothing really happens the good guys get their ass kicked it's all bad yeah (laughs) it's all bad it's all bad Go read reviews and fan reactions from Empire back in 80 and tell me if they're that much different than TLJ. Middle movies are difficult. Yeah, because you are reliant. Difficult. Yeah, you're reliant you, on you're the not, end. You're not really resolving anything. You're not. You are not resolving anything. You're, you're, you might resolve minimal plot threads for your movie, but you're not resolving the overarching narrative. Yeah. And that's where we're coming with J.J. So, yes, he has that power. He has that ability to come in and maybe touch some stuff up and maybe fan service it up based on some reactions. But by no means do I think he's sitting there laughing sinisterly going, ha, 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 fuck you, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Fuck you for changing shit I set up in TFA. I think he's looking as like, hey, whatever, I'm going to build upon another artist's work and he left it open enough that we can do whatever the fuck we want and it's not going to matter. Yeah. It, it, there's, there's no way that JJ is just going into this, trying to screw Ryan over. So let's just get rid of that. We're right. So other, other important stuff here. So moving on from what JJ said, Kathleen was talking to MTV news. And, and to me, this was huge. Yeah. She, she pretty much said that the characters being developed in this new trilogy, seven, eight, nine, 
we're probably going to see them again. Yeah, is what she said. Could appear in future in future films or TV projects. So this is something that Matt and I have talked about a lot. We're attached to these characters. I mean, Ray is a fantastic protagonist and she is a oh but nick she's a mary sue and she's op too and that's what i love about her is that she's oh she's gonna cut that fucking that ty silencer's wing off when she does a flip over good it. <laughs> like she's gonna cut you know that motherfucker off and it's gonna be and here, here's the sad thing if she was a man not one person would say she was op yeah so let's just let go i mean that. we we have we have the force unleashed where star killer pulls a goddamn star destroyer from the sky. Yeah. but And Ray's being accused of being OP because she beat Kylo in a duel? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And also, keep in mind that Kylo literally took a shot from probably the most powerful blaster in the galaxy. Uh, I mean, the, the dude took a gut shot from Chewie's bowcast. Yeah. That is a massive, massive And he just... Blue. And Snoke... The Snoke cleared it all up if you were listening. He said, you were so mentally fucked from killing your dad. Yeah, that you couldn't That you let a noob kick your ass. Yep. That's why Kylo lost. Not because Ray's OP, because he is a disaster of a human. Yeah, he is. He is a goddamn mental he's mess. A, he's an emotional mess, man. Yeah. He is a fucking disaster. I mean, we saw that in the one still we got the panel. I mean, he looks like he has a drinking problem. That's how fucked up he looks in episode nine. Yeah, it was... All right, so that that that's awesome, man. I mean... I, I knew that there's no way they're going to start the characters of Finn, Poe, and Ray, and if they make it out of this, which I believe they will, that that, that was just going to be it. Yeah, no, not a uh, chance. I, I would love for a whole nother trilogy just with these people. And this is probably going to be controversial, and I don't think it's going to happen because he's gone out of his way to say it's all going to be brand new, but I would love for Ryan to, to, to carry on their story. Yeah, to bring them back and then – build on top of it but yeah i think yeah, right. I, if that's uh, he's getting a trilogy i would i'd be more than happy them being the focus i don't think that's going to happen because everyone's gone out of their way this is all going to be brand new got got duo all brand new blah 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 so next bullet point speaking of got, the got duo, duo yeah kotor era projects are being looked at in development stages this yes, is not huge. not just like kathleen Straight up was asked. She didn't deny it. She said, yes, they are being looked at in development, which means people are pitching shit, art's being creative, and it's going to happen. Yeah, dude. The, the, like I've said multiple Kotor's times. Kotor's happening, people. Since the beginning of Star Wars time, since the beginning of the Entertainment Buddha Star Wars cast, I've said that... Well, th this is your shit, right? Yeah. I mean, this is one of your favorite eras of, of Star Wars, I believe. It, I mean, it, because you, you even went on... You, you didn't just do KOTOR 1 and 2. You went on to play the MMO. I played the MMO. I read... You, you're still playing it. I, I was really... Like, I typically sub, resub once a year just to play some of the new content, get caught up on the game, level up all eight of my characters, all eight oh, characters, God. all dark side variants... All max level. Oh, there and look, and it, you know he tries to play himself off as a light side. User. Look, okay, j I'm just saying the the dark side powers are very fun in video games. What it's hard when I'm in the room. My my, my dark side energy it's is pretty very powerful. Strong. Very powerful. I've been there in person. It's overwhelming. It tempting. Yeah, yeah. tempting. <laughs> um, but Kotor era projects in development, being looked at in development. This is what we wanted for the the Game of Thrones duo Weiss and, and Benioff. I mean. This is yes. the type of thing. Please, please let this be their project yeah. and develop. This is the type of thing that they would excel at. And I mean, even at Star Wars Celebration, seeing the amount of people who were 
cosplaying as Revan or Malik or Bastilla. It's, it's a huge. It's a huge error with the fans. I mean, I don't know if it's because of the resurgent with, with Swago. I mean, Swago is it, really the past what year, year and a half has, has dedicated itself to Kotor. Yeah, era to Kotor, people. and um, you know, and then e- even outside of the direct Kotor era, if we just stick in the old old Republic, like if you stick in that that period of time you still have characters from the old eu like darth bane darth Zana. all right dude so if if they go this way do you want i w- just I want unknown brand new old republic I or do you want revan. a malik and malik and revan yes. story or, or that type of stuff? i want darth revan on the big screen fucking purple lightsabers right. revan mask I don't. I don't care if they so change. Do, the story. do you want to see? Do you want to see how he became Darth Revan? I mean, do you want to see them leave as Jedi and turn into the Sith, or do you want to just jump in? They've made their turn, or, or do you want nothing to do with what's told in Kotor? I think that what you should do is you should use Kotor and as a basis, as like this is the this is kind of an, an outline for the story but then you kind of build in your narrative um like your narrative into that so are are you retelling any of it or are you showing stuff that was not shown in the game so again like i said do do we start out if it's a trilogy do we start out where revan and malik are good and then movie 2 we see their their turn and then movie 3 we see their destruction and it ends in you know him getting picked up by what Karth or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, think that would be a. Or, or do we avoid the 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 Kotor narratives altogether? I mean, as a hardcore Kotor fanboy, I just I do want to see Revan on the big screen, but I think it is safer to just go into the old Republic using that same mindset where it is a completely open battlefield, tons of Sith, tons right. of Jedi, and then telling your original story. I think that's okay. probably the yeah. I I I don't think. Unfortunately, I don't think Revan, Malik, Malgus, yeah, um, really any of these fucks, Scion, Treya, Nihilus, I don't think any of them are going to make it into it, a, a, a live-action action Old Republic. I don't think so either, which is fine, because those stories were told, and they were told about right, as well right, as you could right. tell them. Um, so if, if Weiss and Benioff want to work in that era, the only thing I ask of them is respect that era for what it was where you have the the huge armies on both sides. Don't tell another story like we see now with the saga, where it's basically two Jedi, two Sith the whole time. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we've been no. there, we've done that, and right. it's it, no. it's fantastic. We need we need the armies of Jedi's and Sith, not Attack of yeah. the Clones style. If you want, Thank if you. they if they need inspiration, go watch the first. CG trailer yes, for exactly. Old I know exa- I know exactly what where you're that motherfucker never played the game. Yeah, that yes. ship crashes into the Jedi Temple, and then you right. all you see is the door <laughs> open, and then fifty red lightsabers red. ignite. Yes. Like yes, just that's a, they literally they're like fuck it, kamikaze, yeah, boom, and then they get out and they're like ah. I mean, and it's I just mean, that's exactly how I would envision Sith handling a battle plan yeah like let's just fucking crash and kill as many people as we can who cares if we lose forces and then we're gonna get out and fuel on our you know just be fueled with our rage and fuck shit oh yeah dude i mean i can watch that trailer so yes i over and over i know exactly what you're talking about like it's one of the most 
memorable spectacles I've ever seen of Star Wars in action. It was yeah. So, Kotor project yes, in development. Please do please. it. We we want we want a lot of that. We want it in live action. We just don't want it done in the vein of Attack of the Clones, Geonosian Arena. Please. Yeah, not that. That <laughs> anything but that, that was not good. Yeah, that is not what we want to see in terms of large scale lightsaber battles. One hundred percent. That was really really bad um um i think that's it because really yeah. the last bullet point here is something we already talked about but i mean kennedy like we said uh, pretty much reiterated what we just talked about to where you know disney lucasfilm they they got the message they're probably only going to be doing one star wars movie a year versus trying to yeah and uh, all because of the solo stuff again yeah, and, which i think both of us are fine with that like one movie a year gives Right, one a year's great. Yeah. If you take three fucking years off, I'm gonna have some problems with people. Yeah, that it it will be. A long I will time, have problems so. with people. But I, yeah, dude, I'm happy with everything that came out from these two interviews with JJ and with Kathleen. Um, and I'm looking forward to the future of Star Wars. I know a lot of people out there. I don't want to say a lot. I don't because I don't think it's a lot. There are there are some people out there who who hate on it, you know, and they are allowed to have their opinion but like being at celebration with 50,000 you know crazy passionate Star Wars fans it made me realize that that the people out there who are saying these negative things and putting out this bullshit they're the minority and and people oh, yeah. like us of course. who were there who were reveling in our fandom those we are the majority of Star Wars fans and that's really who Kathleen and who Bob and all of the creator all the creators of Star Wars should be focusing on. Focus on us, not them. Thank you. Well said, Nick. Well said. So, my friends, that about does it. I mean, we wanted to just kind of put Celebration to bed. It's sad. It's over. I mean, Nick and I had to return to real life by Tuesday, but... It was it was one hell of a celebration. I highly recommend if you if you got the money, you got the time, definitely check one of these things out if you've never been to one. I mean, it, it's it's very it's very special if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, in particular a, a diehard. Because like Nick just said, it's it's just great. The atmosphere is fantastic. Everyone there is positive. You don't get any of the bullshit. Everyone's just happy to be there and talking to other Star Wars fans. So, moving forward. We're going to maintain our awesomeness. You guys do the same. And you can do that by subscribing to our show on iTunes, Star Wars Time. Look it up. You can search for it. It it should pop up within the first few rows. If you're not on iTunes, you can always get us on Google Play, Android. We got our RSS feed. If you motherfuckers want to email to you, we even have that going. I'm working on getting us back on the TuneIn and hopefully Spotify. We'll keep you posted on those those, uh, avenues. But... In the meantime, like I said, StarWarsTime.net. There's always time for Star Wars Time. Say it with me, people. There's always time for Star Wars Time. See, it's like a little rhyme. You can do it, right? Say it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. We're, we're trying to brainwash you. Have you figured it out yet? There's always time for Star Wars Time. See, it's going to be stuck in your head. Keep saying it. And if you say it, say it out loud. And don't forget to add a .net at the end because we need your support. We love it. It was great seeing some fans on the show floor. We hope the next time we see even more and more people recognize us because we are here, hopefully, to entertain you guys and gals, but also because 
we want to be known as Star Wars experts. I do, at least. I don't know about Nick, but I do. I, 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 I crave this attention. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a black hole within my soul, if you will. But I, you know what? I, I, I think we deserve it. I think we, we put on a good show. We, we talk about some good topics. There's no dead air. There's a little bit of comedy. There's some cats. There's some toy photography. You never know. There's something for everyone. There's always time for Star Wars time. All right, people. We love you. Keep the comments coming. Keep the subscriptions coming. The ratings, the reviews, the likes, they all help us tremendously. Trust me, I know it just seems simple, but liking videos gets us higher placements, gets us more returns and searches. Same things on posts. The more people that visit the site, the more posts will get seen naturally through searches. Same thing with the podcast. The more ratings and reviews you leave, the higher we'll go up, the more people will listen, and the more awesome this Star Wars Time community will be. So we owe that to you. Keep it up. Tell your friends. Tell your pets. Tell your grandfathers, your grandmothers, your dead family members. It doesn't matter. They need to know. StarWarsTime.net. All right. May the Force be with you. Always. Always.